Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, I Just Feel Like Something Good Is About to Happen. Thank you. 
once a wealthy man advertised how he would give $10,000 to anyone who could prove to him that he or she was truly satisfied with life. On the appointed day, hundreds of men and women of all walks of life poured in the office of this rich man. They all wanted an interview in the hopes of getting the money. One said he had an excellent job and therefore was satisfied. I have good parents, a beautiful wife, a fine family, explained another. And so I am more than satisfied. There is nothing for me to grumble about, insisted a cultured young man. I have successfully obtained several degrees and a position with the government, and many others brought abundance of reason to prove their point. But not one of them got the $10,000 because none of them was able to answer a simple question. If you are truly satisfied with life as you claim to be, why do you want my $10,000? This is an example that nothing in the world can give true satisfaction and peace. Deep down in man, there's an inner longing. Many honestly trying to find true satisfaction. Some take to such things as pleasure, fun, and glamour, but are sadly disappointed. Some suppose that this gap may be filled by having a lot of money, rush to become rich, only to discover their desire for wealth is like a bottomless pit. The more they have, the more they want. There are those who eagerly seek for satisfaction by the superficial knowledge of this world. Others expected to get it by indulging in the politics, religion, or social works. But the object of their search eludes them all the time, and they are disillusioned. The inner longing for peace and satisfaction has left many a man in deep sorrow. I have everything that money can possibly buy, said one millionaire, except peace. Tiny creatures, though we are in the vast universe, God is intensely interested in us. One of the most vital facts in the Bible is that God loves us not only collectively, but individually and personally. The Bible assures us that we may receive true peace and satisfaction by trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. An act of faith can change one's entire life and introduce a world full of joy and satisfaction unknown before. Listen now as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing for us this beautiful song entitled, Your Love Defends Me. You are my joy, you are my song, you are the well, the one I'm drawing from, you are my refuge. My whole life long, where else would I go? Surely my Lord is strength of my soul. Your love defends me, your love defends me. And when I feel like I'm all alone, your love defends me, your After day, night after 
after night I will remember You're with me in this fight Although the battle It rages on The war is already won I know the war is already won Surely my God is the strength of my soul Your love defends me Your love defends me And when I feel like I'm all You are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Debbie Sackmore plays for us the flute, this wonderful medley, The Lord is Lifted Up.
Alexander the Great was marching on Persia. And it looked as if the great empire was about to crumble before its enemies. There was a critical moment, however, which nearly resulted in disaster. The army had taken the spoils of silver and gold and other treasures in such quantities that the soldiers were literally weighed down with them. Alexander gathered the spoils all together in one great pile and set fire to them. The soldiers were furious at having to give up their treasures, but it was not long before they realized the wisdom of their leader. It was as if wings had been given to them. They walked lightly again and were able to cover much more territory. They proceeded to victory. There is a very plain lesson in this incident from history for us as believers of the Lord. We are soldiers in His army. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. Also, we see that we were instructed Paul at the end of his life. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I fought the good fight. He had nothing to regret. He would not change anything for the Lord. We are all soldiers for the Lord Jesus Christ. However, some of us are very poor soldiers. Yet, we are the only army he has. Many believers are weighed down by the things of this world. For some, it is material possessions, which are more important than the things of the Lord. For others, it is worry about business, success, and prestige. Even others, it is for social position. Whatever it may be, it is a weight that should be laid aside. We need a bonfire in which these impediments and weights will be burned up once and for all. God's Word tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is beset before us. Only then will we be ready to do battle for our Lord. Listen to the words of this lovely song as Eddie Piper sings for us face to face. Face to face with Christ my Savior Face to face What will it be When with rapture I behold Him Jesus Christ Who died for me shall behold him far beyond the starry sky face to face in all his glory I shall see darkling veil between but a blessed day is coming when his glory I shall see face to face 
face I shall behold Him far beyond the starry sky Face to face in all His glory I shall see Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, a topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, His teachings during His earthly ministry. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through verse number 10. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto Him a centurion beseeching Him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So Matthew chapter 8, you have the Roman centurion, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the healing of the centurion's servant. Luke chapter 7, verse 1 to 10, also record this event. There is no contradiction between Matthew 8 and Luke 7. In Luke chapter 7, the Jews acted as intercessors, and in Matthew 8, the Lord spoke directly with the Roman centurion. Luke chapter 7, verse number 9, When Jesus heard these things at him, turned him about, and said to the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have found not so great faith, no, not in Israel. This occurred at Capernaum. Capernaum was a city in Galilee to the north by the Sea of Galilee. This Roman centurion was a Gentile. We will talk about this significance of Matthew 8 a little later in our study. The Lord Jesus Christ and the Roman centurion, what occurs in Matthew 8 and Luke 7, is only one of two recorded discussions with Gentiles. The other being the Syrophoenician woman is recorded in Matthew 15, verses 21 to 28, and Mark chapter 7, verses 24 to verse 30. The elders of Israel talk with the Lord Jesus Christ about the centurion and his servant. They tell him two things about the Roman centurion, how he loves our nation, the nation of Israel, and he built a synagogue for the Jews. A Roman centurion was a Roman official who was in charge of 100 Roman soldiers. These soldiers were under his authority. Whatever he asked them to do, they were going to do it in an act of total obedience. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, I will come to thy house to heal your servant, the centurion tells the Lord his authority over the soldiers, and he is saying to the Lord, you don't have to come to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come. Just speak the word and it will be done. The Lord marveled at the faith of the centurion because the Roman centurion knew the Lord Jesus Christ had power over nature, 
over disease. He could just speak the word and his servant would be healed. The Roman soldiers had to obey the Roman centurion because he had the power and authority of Rome behind him. The Lord Jesus Christ had the power and the authority of God with him. So disease, nature had to obey the words of Lord Jesus Christ because he was God. God manifested in human flesh and he had the power and the authority of God behind him. The Roman centurion shows us this simple childlike faith to know and to believe the Lord Jesus Christ could heal a servant and the disease would listen to the Lord. And just think about this for a moment. What a stark contrast from the Jewish priest, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the other religious leaders of that time, and even the average Jew who from the nation who had no answer for the Lord. What does John tell us? That Christ came unto his own, and his own received him not. The Lord Jesus Christ healed the Roman centurion's servant. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 13. One commentary stated these words in the context of the healing of the Roman centurion's servant. What a grand foreshadowing of the dispensation in which we live, of the mercy shown to the Gentiles. It is a character of the dispensation. This is absolutely incorrect. The dispensation of grace that we live in now is a mystery. It was a secret. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 to verse number 12. Never before revealed. Matthew chapter 8, the Gentile was blessed through the nation of Israel. Today, in the dispensation of grace, the nation of Israel has been blinded and set aside, Romans 11.25, and we are blessed in spite of the nation and not through the nation. And the Roman centurion's faith is a foreshadowing of the Gentile salvation in the kingdom. Go back and read Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and verse down to verse number 3. Verse 2 says, And I will make of thee a great nation, I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, because whoever blesses you, I will bless, whoever curses you, I will curse. Just think about this also. Where are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? They are physically dead. Matthew 8.11 says, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. The millennial kingdom reign. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob are going to be raised up. Physically, they're going to be a part of the kingdom. And they're going to be raised at that first resurrection of life. John chapter 5 verse number 29. Revelation chapter 20 verse 6 states, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such a second death had no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and they shall reign with him a thousand years. The first resurrection of prophecy, the resurrection of life, is not the resurrection for the church, the body of Christ. We discussed that last week from John chapter 5. Our resurrection will take place at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for the church, the rapture. At that point in time, the believers of the dispensation of grace, both the living and the dead in Christ, will be resurrected and receive the glorified body fashioned like unto the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. So for the believers, we need to keep reading and studying God's Word and studying every aspect of God's Word and studying in light of the Word of God, rightly divided, 2 Timothy 2.15. 
If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, Romans tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and the only way of salvation is through Christ. Won't you trust and believe Him right now? Won't you understand that you're a sinner? Christ died for you by simple faith. God will save you now and throughout all eternity. been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. In my heart, in my heart.